Green. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. It is a football Friday here on Birds 365. Getting ready for a weekend. We are getting that much closer to Eagles football. Oh, John McMullen got to experience Eagle football yesterday in the sauna that was South Philadelphia. But another team will actually be on the field one week from today with their first preseason game against the Jets. Uh, good to have you back, Johnny Mac. A little warm for you yesterday. The Nick Sirianni seemed to be eating it up. Yeah, Um well, you should have saw his T-shirt. I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, it was hot. It was a hot one. Um, but, you know, that's training camp in the NFL. Uh, I was surprised. They, I thought they'd go the opposite way. They they did not. So they moved up practice an hour, uh, but they had their longest practice uh, of the summer. was scheduled to go an hour and 50 minutes. I clocked it at 146 exactly, so. They didn't beg off the heat. They, you know, they moved it up. So they did as much as they could, but it was still stinking hot out there, Jody. It was uh, very hot. And uh, yes, they did stay hydrated and they stayed out there. I would have bet on like a buck 10 if I were. Yeah, I had buck 15 before we started. And I might, if you had set it at 115, I might have taken the over, uh, the yeah. under, excuse me. Uh, so kudos to them. They did put the time in. Um, I guess my question to you is, um, who's uh, the guy that you always say is the mastermind behind shortened practice? Arch? Arch Denota. Okay. Um, was was he not to be seen yesterday? Was, medical officer. Is he still on uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. When I say that, that I don't say Arch determines the practice schedule. I think, you know, he gives his advice and his advice is there on, on the side of safety. And the Eagles set up this practice schedule where, you know, that's probably as long as they'll they'll go. Maybe they'll go two hours one day at some point. Um, but for the most part, we know they don't they don't they've done this cost benefit analysis. I talk about it all the time. It's more important to get the players healthy as, as possible, to get the key players as healthy healthy as possible for week one, September and eleventh in Detroit. And by the way, I agree with that. That part of it I agree with it. So to me, the question is, you know, I think the assumption is coaches hate to admit they don't have enough time. We asked Denard Wilson, for instance, uh, last week, uh, 
the Eagles secondary coach and, and um, you know, they have so many corners. We asked them the question, how, how do you evaluate these guys on the back end of the roster? I mean, they never get any meaningful reps. And it's like, well, if you get two reps, you got to make the most of them. And I, and, and I, I get wow. the football mentality of it, but I mean, come on, you can't, you can't expect some young kid to do something with two reps. I mean, he might do everything right. He might line up correctly. He might show the proper technique, but he's not going to be able to splash himself on the roster. And then he went to preseason games, and that's real because the Eagles aren't going to play many of their key players in preseason. Right. So that's where they'll get their opportunity. But, I mean, it is – you don't have enough time to prepare. It's common sense compared to what it was before. Everybody's under the same rules, so it's a sliding scale. It doesn't matter. So to me, it comes to the teams that that use every piece of every minute available to them to prepare versus the other teams that that go in a different direction and are concerned more about the safety part of it. That to me is the real question, and I kind of agree with the Eagles to be honest because I've always said if you can't prepare like you want to like you would want to, like the old days, you know, keep everybody as healthy as possible. Make sure your good players are out there. All right. That is understood. But prior to yesterday's game, you uh, prior to yesterday's practice, you found out the whole bunch of Eagles not practicing anyway. Well, that's though- still safety related though, Jody. They're so cautious with everything. Like if you want a hangnail, you're not going to practice for five days. But, you know, they had some concussions, which are obviously – you know, uh, and that was the problem with the Eagles offense. Yeah, how yesterday. did they get a concussion with everybody wearing the Guardian helmets? Well, yeah, it's not a good advertisement for the Guardian caps, is it? 33% more uh, safety. Uh, wasn't enough for Jordan Mylon and Andre Dillard. You know, I knew Andre was hurt because he left uh, the practice field. We talked about it on Tuesday. All the days run together. Uh, but, you know, it didn't look serious. It didn't look like any kind of lag or, you know, he wasn't in pain. So it makes sense. It evidently suffered a concussion at some point. Jordan, I mean, he finished. I have no idea where he, he got his concussion. Maybe you just bang heads and you get a headache later. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, as good as the Eagles offensive line is, that tells you, man, you lose your first team left tackle and then you lose your second team left tackle and you're down to your third team left tackle, which is LaRaven Clark, who is probably, you know, if you want to go down the list, probably as good as you're going to get as a third team left tackle. That's still not good. The Eagles defense feasted and, and that's why the Eagles offense had a difficult time yesterday. LaRaven Clark did not shine yesterday? Is that what you're telling me? He did me? not. He did not. He did not. Did, did you ask Denard Wilson about that? That, hey, he got a chance and yeah. uh, see you yeah. later. Bye. Yeah. You got to be able, you never know when you're going to get those reps, but when they are, Two reps, damn it, you better, you better step in and play at the highest level. Mario Goodrich, make it, take advantage of your two reps. Uh, Man, that's harsh. Yeah, that is harsh. All right, uh, one other guy who's hurt that I want to ask about if you have any extra insight or knowledge. Uh, Devonta Smith, you said earlier in the week, again, the days are running uh, one into the other. For me, too, 
um, that you think that Devontae has been used a little less in all the reps that you've seen in practice. It seems to you to be Goddard or Brown and the other guys get the scraps whenever the ball is spread around a little bit, but the Eagles going out of their way, or at least Jalen Hurts is with the first team reps to get the ball to his two top targets, which means Devontae's no better than third and the drop-off seems to be between second and third and um, that he hadn't gotten the ball as much as uh, you would have thought that he would to this point in camp. Well, he can't get it at all if he's not out on the field. Groin issue, didn't practice. Is this possibly one of the reasons why he's not getting the ball as much as you thought he would, that he just hasn't <laughs> been running 100% this camp? No, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think he hurt his groin Tuesday and – um, he was on the field, by the way, yesterday. So that's a clear indication it's not very serious. So that's what I was talking about. You know, the Eagles are going to be cautious with their key players. If it were serious, he wouldn't be near the field. Uh, he was out there playing extra coach to some of the young receivers and watching practice. And um, they're just being cautious with them. Like I said, if there's anything that you're not optimal level, they're going to they're going to keep you out of practice. Um, yeah, the other the other stuff about him not getting the football, I, yeah, I'm a I'm a little bit concerned with that. I I you know, but I think that's more of a coaching thing than a than a quarterback thing or a player thing. Like I don't think it's Demonte Smith's fault. He should be getting the ball. He was running well. I joked he might have got hurt when Bradbury lit him up, but. Uh, that was impressive. That was one of the most impressive plays of camp. Um, but he's he's a really good player, and and Jalen Hurts is is not purposefully not getting the football. Again, the Eagles' offense is designed with two players in mind, passing offense, um, and you know, yeah, one is going to be AJ Brown, two is going to be Dallas Goddard. Three is going to be Devontae Smith. That's fine. I don't have a problem with the hierarchy, but you have to understand, okay, if most plays, you, you have two significant progressions and and then you know you're not getting to a, to a safeguard, well, then you got to flip it around as a coaching staff. You, gotta, you, you, you can't show the tendency that I'm always going to A.J. Brown, I'm always going to Dallas Goddard. You got a really good other receiver, and you got to break those tendencies and you got to make Devontae the, the top progression on more plays. I think so to me, that's a coaching issue and we'll see if that continues. I think they'll figure it out. They have to be more disciplined and say, all right, you know, we got to rotate this thing that, that I think is the problem, but maybe no. that's for, they're not game planning. So they're just running plays and, you know, their first progression is A.J. Brown. So when he's out there, he's going to get a lot of traffic. And number two is Dallas Goddard. He's going to get a lot of traffic. Hopefully it changes when they actually game plan. We shall see, yes, once they actually start to play game practice is one thing, games or another. Um, one other position I want to ask you about before we get our first guest up here in a couple of minutes, our buddy Martin Frank from the Delaware New Journal going to hop aboard. Always good to catch up with Martin. And then a special guest in hour number two. Um, but the position I want to get to is tight end. Calcaterra still not back yet. Most of us, and this is just our guesswork at this time, 
If you're telling me Goddard's getting all the important reps in practice, I don't know how they are. Actually determining who should be tight end two, tight end three, practice squad, thank you for participating. We'll have a bus ticket ready for you. Um, tight end position hasn't been one that we've uh, had reason to talk about much, but Calcantara's been out for a while now. They did get Rich Rod back. The old standby, Rich Rodriguez, back off the pup list. Other than Dallas Goddard, where are the Eagles at at the tight end position right now? Yeah, I, I mean, Stoll has taken all the second team reps. Noah uh, Togiai has started to uh, show up as the third team tight end. He's starting to get back in the conversation. He's actually taken advantage of his Denard Wilson opportunity. Uh, and he's gotten more reps with Cal Katera out. Best play of the day was uh, Gardner Minshew shovel pass to Noah Togiai at the goal line, sort of an Andy Reid look that the Eagles have been really bad at since Andy left, and they ran it perfectly. Um, so he's he's showing up a little bit. Maybe he gets back in the conversation. But, you know, Calcaterra is in the same mold as Devontae Smith, not from importance, but, you know, he tweaked his hamstring. All right, you're sitting until you're 100%, until you're optimal. So, you know, as a six-round pick, typically that would be devastating, devastating in training camp. I don't know if it is for him. If he, if he can get back in 10 days and – because he, he, looked, he looked pretty good early in camp before he got hurt. Um, they don't have depth at tight end. We've talked about it a lot. Jack Stoll is – a good blocker, a solid player, but man, he just gives you no threat in the passing game. And you don't want that in 12 personnel because you come up, you become a little bit too uh, predictable. Um, it takes a receiver essentially out of the mix, except for an outlet. And, and it also forces you to, you know, play Dallas Goddard at the flex all the time. And one of, one of the strengths of his game is blocking and even though it's not sexy, you want to have that ability to move him wherever you want to move him on a particular play. So depth from a tight end perspective is is one of the bigger concerns, and we, we've talked about that uh, quite a bit. And how about, Richard, uh, how about Richard JJ? didn't look healthy, JJ, play yet? You talk about now, JJ got hurt, too. JJ got hurt. J- oh. JJ left practice uh, yesterday. Um. Don't know what I did see him after practice, and he was limping a little bit. So I don't think it was heat related. I think it was some kind of leg injury. But yeah, JJ's uh, well, probably JJ's probably not going to practice Saturday. I've had had to guess, and Saturday we'll find out the actual injury. But he looked like he was limping a little bit. All right, um, and I know we're probably taking this further than we need to, but. How many guys on the practice squad again is the, the practice 16. squad? You can have up to 16 and there are uh, veterans allowed. There are no um, statuses where if you've been in the league for too long, you can't be on the practice squad. So anybody could be on it. Um, two max, right? Tight ends. They can't have three tight ends. If no, Stoll, if Stoll is going to be there as your number two, and he has limitations as you've correctly pointed out, You'd want to have some backups on the practice squad because if Stoll is just giving you nothing other than blocking, you might want to give someone else a shot if they haven't really come to a decision by the end of camp. They, they 
two is the Mac. Do you think they have two tight ends on the practice squad? Um, yeah, probably. They probably won't go higher. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you, with that number, you can do pretty much anything you want. Um, and it might be 14. I have to double check. They might have, they might have split the difference. It was 16 in COVID, but I have to double check on that. But right. I'll do that in the break. Either way, it's a lot of players. You know, you're not going to keep three tight ends, though. I mean, it's but not, they- you're going to go heavy on positions of, you know, value and where there might be soft tissue injuries, wide receiver. You're going to have a couple wide receiver. You're going to have a couple corners, always defensive backs. There's always a lot of defensive backs because those guys go down like, um, you know, from a percentage standpoint, much more so. But, yeah, I could see him keeping two tight ends. Um, But, you know, they already have a bunch of bodies at tight end. You know, you want better bodies so you can actually play them. Right. That, uh, that's, that's the bigger issue. They, they they will be scouring the waiver wire, but I'm just intrigued because no one has jumped up and said, oh, I'm making the team. Or if you can't find Spafford, I know I'm making a practice squad. They're all kind of in that gray area middle. That's why you can't differentiate, and you need to know how many you think they would keep. All right, he's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. Joining us next, one Martin Frank from the Delaware News Journal. We'll talk to Martin here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Hey, Football Friday here on Birds 365. You got McMullen, McDonald, and our bud from down in Delaware. Martin Frank jumps aboard here with us on Birds 365. Martin, how badly was McMullen sweating yesterday? <laughs> oh man, not not any worse than anybody else. Yeah, so. that that that's that's one where you like don't even feel bad. It. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Uh, I said, take a look at Nick Sirianni's shirt. He's got his four kids up with him on his lap. He's sweating uh, uh, pretty pretty badly. It was one of those days. It was oppressive, but it's good to see Martin. It's been a long time, Martin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Couple interesting tweaks. I guess we'll start there. By the way, Jody, practice squad is sixteen six veterans. So, uh, just a little bookkeeping there. Um, couple interesting tweaks. I thought uh, Josiah Scott. Uh, I'll start there. Was taking second team safety reps, hmm. uh, which kind of jumped out at me. And poor Chikwaski Tart is down on the third team. Um, Meaningful, just one of those things they're rotating on a hot day. Um, or are they trying to find spots for Josiah Scott and Kerry Vincent? Um, what do you think is going on in that defensive backfield? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you, you bring that up because I was just, I noticed Tart running with the third team a little bit, and I'm thinking, yeah. hmm, like, is it possible that he might not make the team? Um, I mean, you know, at this point, it means pretty much nothing. Maybe they just want to see Josiah Scott as a safety. Like, you know, they like to have all these guys be interchangeable. You play like either nickel, uh, safety, um, maybe even on the outside if necessary. So it might be just, you know, giving them a look there. I mean, they have – I was actually counting this. They have 12 cornerbacks on the roster. They got to take advantage uh, of their two reps, Martin. uh, Exactly. So if you got 12 cornerbacks on the roster, you know, five, four of those spots are definitely, definitely taken with, you know, Bradbury, Slay, Avante Maddox, and um, Zach Pearson. So you got basically, I'm trying to do the math here, 12. Yes. Yeah. Eight eight guys for maybe two two spots. spots. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you got to try people pretty much in every different position and see what you got. That's a lot of math that the coaching staff has to do. (laughs) Might be over the uh, Birds 365 heads here. Um, But it's a very legitimate question because they have as much depth as they have at that position. And, oh, by the way, they're going to get more of a pass rush this year than they did last year, one man's project, prediction and opinion, which means there might be a couple of balls up for grabs this year. How big a part of that is going to be the Eagles' safety? We know Bradbury's come in and wowed people with the way that he's played. With the depth guys, with the last two guys are going to make the team, how much of is it is it going to be based on playmaking ability, big playmaking ability? just doing what they have to do with their position. How do you think they are going to come up with who's going to get those last two corner spots? Um, I think it's the preseason games are pretty much going to tell you everything. I don't think you're going to get, I mean, you might get some of the details like, uh, you know, for the back of the roster guys during the training camp practices. But like, you know, when you look at the three preseason games, I don't think you're going to see very many starters playing any, if at all, 
um, during those three games. So that's like basically a tryout for all those guys. I mean, you know, even even on offense, you're not going to see Jalen Hurts. You might see Gardner Minshew like the first game, but um, those guys aren't going to play. It's going to be Reed Sinet and Carson oh, Strong battling oh. for the number three Boy, spot. His Eagles preseason football is going to be ugly. Mark. Yeah, it is I mean, so like this is this is like the chance for all those guys. That's what like the Eagles use the preseason games for now. It's not to get guys ready for the season opener. It's to get guys, you know, to like look at the back of their roster and figure out who's going to make the team. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. The, the, uh, to, to look around the rest of the league. Did you see any of the hall of fame game, Martin? Did you tune in? Josh Uh, McDaniels is like, this is the super bowl, baby. I'm going to win this game. He's got Josh Jacobs out there. He's playing him like a, a, a like a, a normal game. Uh, he really wanted to win that game. What do, what do you think yeah. of the 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 sentiment of somebody like that versus what you just explained, which is correct in how the Eagles handle things? Well, first of all, like I, I had a dentist appointment last night, so I couldn't watch any. Ah, well, you missed it. <laughs> And I think I was better off. No, I, I didn't really have a dentist appointment. Oh, barn burner. You missed it. Yeah. Dandy, Martin. Yeah. But, you know, I saw, like, who Doug Peterson wasn't playing for Jacksonville, which yeah. is pretty much yeah. everybody. And yeah. I think a lot of teams are taking that approach. I mean, the Eagles did it last year. Um, they had the, uh, you know, the practice sessions uh, last year with the Jets. And they held everybody out of the game because that was their game. And the Eagles are doing that twice this year. Uh, they're doing it when they play Cleveland preseason week number two. And they're doing it the next week in Miami against the Dolphins in, in preseason week number three. So that's going to be the game for Jalen Hurts, the starting offense, A.J. Brown, the defense. Um, the games, the actual preseason games, that's where you're going to get the tryout, guys. That's where you're going to get, like, you know, where they're going to try to figure out who's going to make the 53-man roster among all the guys in the bubble. So um, I think more teams are actually going to take that approach than, than what the Raiders did last night. I mean, you know, it's great that they played Josh Jacobs, but, you know, what happens if he, like, sprains an ankle? Yeah, um, they played their entire offensive line. They played They played a lot of yeah. their starters. It was It was kind of weird. Especially because yeah. you have the extra preseason game with the Hall of Fame game, right? Right. So, and, have, yeah, they still have their whole th- slot of three. Um, I don't know why they did that, but uh, I, I don't think many teams are going to take that approach anymore. All right. Martin, I want to bring it back to the birds and your quarterback scouting. Uh, we said it here on Bird 365 all offseason. One of the things that Jalen Hurts had to be improved in. And you could make the realistic jump that he could do something like that second year as a starter after first full year as uh, the starter for the Eagles. He needed to be able to get the ball out quicker and precisely and accurately. If that is accurate, the assessment that it needs to be improved, have you seen that yet in camp? Yes and no. (laughs) I mean – it, it, it all depends on, like, what they're working on that particular day. But, like, there have been days where he's on target, where he's getting the ball out pretty quickly. Um, there are also days where he's running to his left, trying to throw back across his body and getting intercepted. I mean, we saw that once. Um, 
there are times when he's holding the ball too long and probably would have been, you know, the whistle's blown dead for a phantom sack and everything. But, you know, I mean, that's that's the stuff that he's working on. I mean, we're there watching it, but we don't know the context of what the play is designed for. Is it designed for him to, like, you know, work on his his checkdowns if his top guy's not open? If A.J. Brown's not open, for example – you know, instead of running, is he looking for his check down to like Quez Watkins or Dallas Goddard over in the middle? And then is, or is he just taking off like he would, you know, maybe in a regular season game if he sees a hole? I mean, you know, there's all these things that we don't, I mean, we're there watching, but we don't actually know um, in the context of what they're trying to accomplish on that particular play. But, you know, from what I've seen, like he's actually looked pretty good uh, throwing the ball you know, for the most part, I mean, yesterday was kind of a, wasn't a great practice for him. You know, we saw him throw like some balls away. We saw him just like, you know, when nothing was open, kind of take off. But then at the same time, Devontae Smith didn't practice because he's got a groin injury. Um, Zach Pascal was held out of team drills. Greg Ward's not practicing. So, you know, and it was also brutally hot. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to tell from, from these preseason games. I mean, we'll probably, we probably won't, I mean, preseason practices, we probably won't get a good feel for that until they actually practice with the, with the Browns and the Dolphins. Cause then they'll be going against number one defenses for both those teams. And they're going to be trying to make, you know, some plays and all that. I mean, I think that's when we're going to get a real indication of how much Jalen Hurts has improved because we're obviously not going to get it in the preseason game. So those practices are pretty much going to be the games for him. Yeah, and I think the bigger issue yesterday, Martin, was no Jordan Mailata, no Andre Dillard. So right, had LaRaven right. Clark uh, against the Eagles' first-team defense. And the only thing hotter than the weather was the Eagles' pass rush. I mean, they were all over Jalen <laughs> yeah. uh, Hurts. Um, but I do want to bring up uh, those receivers, and obviously Devontae, um, uh, you know, he was out there. So that's – a pretty clear indication it's not that serious they wouldn't let him out on the field if it were serious but Jalen Rager's gotten an opportunity uh, over the last two practices to get some first team reps dare I say he's been pretty good Martin he's been making a play here and there fool's gold what do we got with Jalen Rager yeah, um, it's it's funny because like he was kind of like the star of camp last year with the yeah. one-handed grabs. O- OBJ uh, last year, exactly. He did that was it against the Patriots in one of the yeah. practices last yeah. year, and and like you mentioned on Tuesday, he got behind two defensive backs, caught a deep ball from Hertz, made a sliding catch. Um, you know when Hertz was scrambling on another play. He didn't really do all that much uh, yesterday, even though he's he beat Bradbury team. in one-on-ones. That was yep. impressive because yeah, Bradbury I mean, has been tremendous. Um, he's uh, you know he's talented, yeah. but can can you can you trust him? Um, you know he's already gotten into social media kerfuffles. Um, you know who's going to attack John Clark? I mean John Clark's the nicest guy in the world. He's not going to rip <laughs> anybody. Um, he ripped Jalen though. Uh, did he? He Jalen ripped him or just, no, he pointed just said, out. He just said he dropped a pass, which he did. It was factual. That was sort of like Miles getting upset at the guys who said he was taking yeah. second team reps. Well, you were taking second team reps, doesn't mean you're the second team running back, but it's factual. Yeah. Um, 
my bigger concern is, and, and Brandon Graham talked about this a little bit, and he even used the word maturity. maturity. Um, you know, if you're in a public setting, and obviously people are very passionate, um, and you can't handle social media, you should probably dump the social media. Yeah. Is that absolutely. where we are with Jalen Rager? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we've been there for a while. Um, you know, he, he kind of posted a response to John Clark and then it quickly came down. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got, we had the over under on one hour. I think it was right around there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm taking the, I take the under on that. It was pretty quick. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's got to like just focus on his job and everything. I mean, he can't get all caught up in, you know, what John Clark is tweeting of all people, you know, what other people are tweeting. Um, he just needs to focus on his job. And I think like, you know, you mentioned earlier about Rager, like, you know, he's not going to be Justin Jefferson and the Eagles. I think they realize that. I think they've <laughs> moved on from that possibility. Um, you know, they go, they went out and got AJ Brown you know, they're using Quez Watkins. I mean, Nick Sirianni after the season even went to say that, you know, Quez Watkins could be like the best number two wide receiver in the league. You know, he's got that potential. So obviously Jalen Rager is behind Quez Watkins too. And they went out and got Zach Pascal, who was um, Sirianni's guy in Indianapolis. So he yeah. might even be behind Zach Pascal um, for all we know. So, you know, Rager, the expectations for Rager are obviously lower than they have been. And, and, you know, maybe that's, maybe that works for him. I mean, maybe that's kind of like what people have to accept that he's not going to be Justin Jefferson, but if you need him, he can make a play for you. And, you know, from what we've seen, he can make a play. He's just not going to get very many chances to do that. Um, not as many as, you know, they expected when they drafted him. All right, Martin, let me ask you about a guy whose name you just threw out there. Zach is back. Pascal gets onto the field for the first time here in camp. <laughs> I had food poisoning once, and it was probably 25 years ago. And I got to be honest, the first 12 hours are like, you want to die. You just are so ill and so bad. And then you get over it. Then you're okay about a day later, and you're perfectly fine. He's been out for like a week. Yeah. What's the deal with Zach Pascal, the, the the coach's favorite player? Yeah, I don't know. Um, they have all these things now, like you have to have load levels. You know, you have to be, yeah. Um, you know, certain hydration area. Maybe you know, you do lose a lot of hydration when you've got like you know, yeah. food poisoning and everything. And maybe you need clear. You need clear. You know what, Jody? You, you yeah. can't get on the field unless it's clear. Really? They check that every day? Well, oh, yeah. I, 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 they used to do it with Chip. I don't know. I don't get yeah. into those questions. I think, like, the best example I always remember is, is Michael Kendricks one day. You know, we went up to him after practice, like, why weren't you practicing? And he kept saying, load levels. <laughs> like, what is that? He just kept saying, load levels. <laughs> yeah, they measure all that stuff. Um, and you know, maybe you have to pass a certain threshold or whatever. And maybe Zach Pascal, hey, he's a veteran, you know, like yeah. he's his way in the camp. I mean, Asante Samuel, when he was with the Eagles, like he would always have a hamstring injury for a week during camp, you know. Yeah, you got to be cautious. Zach Pascal is Asante Samuel, but, you know. He might be in Nick's mind. 
You might be yeah, on maybe. his mind. <laughs> um, uh, another sort of eye-opening aspect to me is Kenny Gainwell has been pretty consistently the goal line back. I was expecting him to be the third down back, the hurry up back, but not the goal line back. And, um, you know, he was pretty successful last year in, 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 and I, I guess I get why they're thinking that, but he hasn't been successful at it in practice. Uh, and it is just practice. Right. Um, is it more the, like Jalen Hurts is the actual goal line back when it comes to it uh, with the Eagles offense? Because, I'm, I, you know, if I need one yard on fourth and one, I'm not giving a ball to Kenny Gainwell. No. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, Jalen Hurts had, what, 10 rushing touchdowns last year? Yeah. Um, you know, if it's fourth and one, uh, you got to account – if you're a defense, you have to account for him. So whether he's sneaking up the middle – whether he's rolling out, I mean, you have to have a defender spying him. And if they do that, then he can throw it in the end zone, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, I think Jalen Hurts is, is they're pretty much their best weapon, like, you know, at the goal line and everything. I mean, you have to account for him. That makes everybody better, too, because, you know, not that he did, but you could hand it off to Miles Sanders. You could throw it. I mean, Sanders didn't score any touchdowns last year, but um, Jalen. No, Hurts. it's interesting to me they don't consider Miles a a goal line back, and either do yeah. I. But I wouldn't consider Kenny Gainwell a goal yeah. line back either. Now, yeah. Boston Scott, despite his lack of height, um, he's very powerful. You know, he's a power lifter. Um, he would make more sense to me. But then we start talking about. No Jordan Howard. Um, mm -hmm. Do they need that big back presence? Is that important? Uh, I don't know. It depends what they do at tight end. I mean, they could always use one of those guys. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah. in their jumbo package or whatever. Um, it just depends. I mean, you know, Hertz is a, you know, you say what you want about him as a passer and his accuracy and all that, but the guy's the guy's a weapon as a runner, and he's not afraid to take it up the middle. Um, he's not afraid of contact, and you know he might just be their best weapon. You know, on third and short, fourth and short, you know, running the ball up the middle if they need to get two yards. I mean, he might be their best guy. I mean, he probably is. <laughs> so why not use him? Let me stick with the goal line. Um, both you guys correctly pointed out, as Johnny likes to say. Facts, facts are facts. Miles had no touchdowns last year. But the year before, he had six. Last year of Doug Peterson's offense, so it's not like he's completely incapable of getting touchdowns. He got six the year before on the ground. Miles got a little uh, nose bent out of shape the other day when uh, correctly, again, facts were stated that he was running with the second team. At what point does Miles get perturbed by his usage in this offense? We all expect him to have less carries per game than he used to because the Eagles are going to throw the ball more. They don't think he's an option down by the goal line. He's singing for his supper this year, trying to get himself his best contract that he can, be it from the Eagles or anywhere, anyone else. Will Miles speak out if he doesn't like the way he's being used? Yeah, I mean, you hit the, you hit the 
nail on the head there, Jody. I mean, Miles is playing for his next contract. I mean, the Eagles probably aren't going to give him an extension, and he probably won't accept one because, you know, he wants to rush for like 12, 1,300 yards. He wants to get like $10 million a year and everything like that. And I don't think, personally, I don't think the Eagles are going to pay that, but um, somebody will. So, yeah, I mean, if he's not getting like 20, 25 touches a game, he's going to be quite upset, and I wouldn't be surprised if he – he would express that kind of frustration uh, publicly if, if there's a trend developing with that. So, yeah, I mean, Miles wants to get the ball. The Eagles want him to get the ball. I mean, if Miles has a great season and gets like 1,200 yards rushing, the Eagles are going to go places this year. It might price them out of coming back next year, but it's going to help them this year. Yeah. I think the Eagles realize that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if Miles is – I mean, we won't see that in – preseason obviously because i think miles also wants to make sure he's healthy um for the season because that has been an issue as well um so you know i don't think he'll make any kind of waves um during the preseason so like that day when he was kind of uh spouting off about being with the second team um that wasn't really I mean, I'm, I don't think there was anything to that. I mean, I, I kind of agree with Sirianni. It's just how the rotation goes. I've seen him run with the second team before. It wasn't anything new. <laughs> All right. Happy uh, Friday, Martin Frank. And that is a clear indication we are going to shift to the defensive side of the ball. That's a little JG greeting. Happy whatever <laughs> day. But, uh, boy, this defense looks deep and talented and versatile. Uh, the front, they can use different looks. Yeah, uh, they have so many options. The linebackers, for the first time in forever, were like N'Kobe Dean. Everybody's like, N'Kobe Dean, N'Kobe Dean. He can't even get on the field because TJ is so good. And Davion Taylor has been so good. And Kaiser White has been solid. The cornerbacks have been unbelievable. Darius Slay probably has a little bit of trouble with A.J. Brown's size, but that's understandable. Everybody has trouble with his size. Um, Marcus Epps has looked solid. Anthony Harris is, okay, he's just there, but he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Um, this defense has got a chance to be really good, or am I overstating things, Martin? Uh, I, do, I don't think you're overstating things. I mean, you know, when – if they're getting pressure, I mean, all of it depends on the defensive line. If they're getting pressure on the quarterback, that's going to make the linebackers better. That's going to make the cornerbacks better and the safeties better. So, you know, a lot of it, you know, one guy you didn't mention is is Brandon Graham, who's looked really wow, good. Wow, he's looked unbelievable. Coming off the Achilles injury. Yeah. I think, uh, who was it the other day saying, like, you can't even tell me. Oh, Tracy Rocker, defensive line yeah. coach. Like, you can't even tell he ever had an injury. I mean, you know, he and he's been running with the second unit a lot. Yeah. I mean, by the way, Miles Sanders, he's not really Brandon Graham's not running that, waves man. about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, like from what we've seen, the defense has been great. And you know, they're obviously playing against the Eagles, so we haven't seen them like in a real competition or anything like that. But I mean, you know, there's a potential there, that defense really being really good, and it's all based on the defensive line getting pressure on the quarterback, because I think that kind of, like, is the catalyst for everything else. I mean, the linebackers looking better as well as the defensive backs. So, you know, Hassan Reddick, I mean, if he's in the backfield, if he's chasing down – like I saw him yesterday, they 
they did a handoff to Miles Sanders to the outside, you know, kind of like a sweep, and, and Hassan Reddick chased him down. Like, yeah, you know, like closing speed was incredible. Um, I mean, obviously they're not tackling, but you know, that's the kind of potential he brings, you know, and he can get after the quarterback. Um, I'm kind of a little bit worried if they have him dropping into coverage too often, but you know, maybe he can do that. I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, like, because this defense definitely has a lot of potential to be really good this year. All right. Between the two, you ran out there about, oh, seven or eight or nine names of guys who've looked good so far on the Eagle defense this spring. Neither one of you got around to the highest paid guy on the Eagles defense. Fletcher Cox, living the veteran life, not worried about it, not putting in all that much effort, uh, days off, and or is Fletcher flashed? They gave him $14 million this offseason. They should have some expectation for him. Have you seen anything out of Fletcher Cox? Um, not a whole lot, but I, I think, like, the thing with Fletcher Cox is you got Jordan Davis now. Like, if Fletcher Cox is not playing well, if he's unhappy with the fact that Jonathan Gannon's making him play screens, well, Jordan Davis is going to play more. Jordan Davis has been, from what I've seen, he's been pretty much unbelievable, unstoppable. Um, and and he's like such a massive presence there yeah. in the middle. I mean, it's weird looking. How, I how think, uh, John, you and I were talking about this, like, you know, when you're watching from up on the grandstands yeah. and you see him line up over Jason Kelsey from that vantage point, like he totally engulfs Jason Kelsey. Yeah. You can't even see Kelsey. It's like an eclipse. Yeah. You can't <laughs> even, you don't even know he's there. You say, who's the first team center? I don't know. I can't see him. Yeah. Uh, so like, unlike past years, I mean, you know, Fletcher Cox wasn't playing well. The Eagles were in pretty much big trouble but now like you know jordan davis i think is gonna play and he's gonna play a lot even as a rookie and then you know next year i mean both fletcher cox and javon hargrave they're in the last years of the contract and i think one of them at least one of them is not coming back so you know yeah. davis is going to be a force for many years and i think we're going to see some of that this year that's why i don't think there's like you know, Fletcher Cox has been all right, but you know, if he if he's not playing well, then Jordan Davis will play more. Uh all right, I'll end it there since we're doing the defensive line with you, Martin. Uh everybody follow Martin on Twitter at mfrankNFL. You can read him, DelawareOnline.com does a tremendous job covering this team. And he's a good Michigan man, uh, uh, unlike those shady. <laughs> Stephen Ross and Tom Brady, but um, is is there such a thing as a good Michigan yeah, man? Yeah, there Don't tell me you went to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the Eagles interns went to Ohio State. What? What's her name? I'm bad with names. I feel bad. Uh, Kayla. Kayla. Yeah, Kayla. Eagles intern went to Ohio State. So we had a little headbutting between the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. But uh, defensive line. You mentioned. Uh, Brandon Graham a little bit earlier, how good he's looked, Fletcher. You know, Brandon's want a guy specifically, he seems to have accepted the fact he's 34 and he's going to have a lesser role. But, you know, if he plays like Brandon Graham, how the heck are you taking him off the field? I, I you know, coaches always say it's a good problem to have, mm -hmm. but 
you know, how do you get reps for Brandon Graham and, and Milton Williams, who's a good young player, uh, when you're that deep? Is that something that could be sort of an unintended consequence problem? Yeah, but it's not a bad unintended consequence. I mean, he is 34 years old, so he's not going to – I mean, ideally you don't want him playing like 75 80% of the snaps like he has in the past. Um, you know, and you got Josh Sweat and you got Derek Barnett. I mean, say what you will about Barnett as long as he's not being flagged for, uns- you know, unnecessary roughness and late hit on the quarterback and all that. I mean – those guys have value and those guys are younger and they're going to get a chance. And, and like even Teron Jackson has looked pretty good in yeah. camp so far. Mm-hmm. He might get some snaps here and there. Um, I think for the Eagles, it is a good problem to have because you don't want Brandon Graham, like totally burning himself out and everything you want. It. And it's actually the same thing with Fletcher Cox. I mean, you want them to play, but you want them to play where they can maximize what they have. So like, if Fletcher Cox is playing more in like obvious passing situations, well then he doesn't have to read, you know, what the offense is doing and he doesn't have to drop back and, you know, cover someone on a screen or whatever. He can just attack. And when Fletcher Cox is attacking, that's when he's at his best. And it's kind of like the same thing with Brandon Graham. If he's playing like 50% of the snaps, you know, those 50%, those 50%, he's, you know, at full strength, he's not tiring out. He's not wearing down and everything. So I think that's kind of like what they want. I mean, they want to have those guys at their best. And the best way to do that, especially at their age, is to kind of like give them a break here and there. And if they have guys who are capable of filling in when they're not in, which the Eagles do in this case, then that makes them all better. So I think it's a good problem to have in that case. All right, last question, kind of following up where uh, we were just at. Three, uh, two out of three, three guys to uh, look at, only two get activated week one. The Johnson brothers or Derek Barnett? If they go with seven outside linebackers slash defensive ends, Who's sitting week one? Who if all if we assume all of them make the 53, but only two are gonna be activated opening week against the Lions out of uh, the two Johnsons and Derek Barnett, which one's uh DNP coach's decision? Uh I'm going with Patrick Johnson as the DNP coach's decision. I think they like Chiron John- Johnson. A, because he's kind of like Hassan Reddick mold, and B, because he's supposed to be the special teams, like... Demon, yeah. Yeah, basically, so... I think it's about special teams at that point. In that case, if there's a tie... Derek B, not going to play special teams, they're not going to ask Mr. Boyd to play special teams. Derek's going to play deep at stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately for Jody McDonald, he's going to be out there playing. Uh, Not unfortunately for me. It'd be unfortunately for the Eagles when he jumps offside on a third and four. (laughs) He did jump offsides yesterday. Was that Brandon? Uh, Brandon jumped offsides. Did Dirk jump offsides yesterday? That might have been Uh, Tuesday. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I would be surprised if he did, but uh, I don't remember. It's always him, Martin. It's always him. Always, always that, that's a uh, meme that the coach will never be able to get away from. Yeah. Uh, we always appreciate when you jump on board with us, Martin. I hope next week it's not as hot as it was yesterday. And if it is as hot as it was yesterday, 
I hope you don't have to stand next to John. Yeah. Yeah, Martin tries to avoid me at all costs. It's very difficult since we sit next to each other in the media house, but he tries. That's yeah, smart, yeah. man. Martin, always a pleasure. Thanks, brother. All right. Thank you, guys. See you again. Thanks, Martin. Uh, online Delaware News Journal. Uh, and whenever he jumps aboard with us here on Birds 365, Martin Frank brings strong opinions. All right. We'll come back with more opinions. I've got to <laughs> run some league stuff by Johnny Mac because – Looks like Roger Goodell is not going to make the decision on Deshaun Watson. He's going to designate someone else to make the decision. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll come back and uh, discuss that. More Eagle stuff. And only about 25 minutes from now, we're going to have a special guest. You should recognize the name. Mike Missinelli will jump aboard with us here on Birds 365. If you don't know, shame on you. Mike will be part of the Eagles post-game show here on uh, Jacob Sports on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Mikey Miss is going to be here with us on Jacob Sports and also with us here on Birds 365, less than 25 minutes from now. So keep it right here. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
appreciate you streaming in with us here on a football Friday on Bird Street 65. Since it is a Friday, you know we are just one week away from the first preseason game. A tradition unlike any other. Yeah. It's an Eagles first game of the year. No, 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 no. They're supposed to play the last game. They screwed it up this year. Anyway, uh, Jets, Eagles, uh, first preseason game will be one week from today. Uh, and Johnny Mack will be there all week in practice as the Eagles get ready. A couple of Eagle things before I do ask you about where the NFL and Deshaun Watson are headed. Um, Jaquiski Tart, again, sticking to facts. Not opinions here, just facts. Oh, we'll give you opinions too, but start with the facts. He was actually taking third-team safety reps, reps yesterday, much like the Miles Sanders taking the second-team running back reps. Just facts, Miles. Sorry about that. Uh, Jaquiski Tart down to third team, being replaced by a cornerback, no less, John McMullen. Give us the details and what do you think it means? Um, I think it means um, the Eagles want to keep uh, both Josiah Scott and Terry Vincent Jr. Um, and to do that, um, they're probably going to have to um, – figure out if one of them can play safety. So I think that's what they're trying to do with Josiah Scott. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's a good sign for Jaquaski Tart. Um, you know, because the Eagles have made this big uh, sort of not, well, I wouldn't say big, but they explained, you know, he, he got here late, which is true. Um, different terminology. Remember he's played a lot of football on a, on a good defense in San Francisco. Um, so the terminology part is real and all that. But again, I go back to last year with Steve Nelson, two days before camp, first practice, starting uh, corner opposite Darius Slay. Now, part of it is because they didn't have any other options. You know, they talked up Zach McPherson, but a rookie fourth-round pick at corner in the NFL, good luck with that. We all knew that wasn't going to happen, but I did think Zach would probably start in camp as the number and they'd slowly work Steve Nelson in. Nope. Nope. Day one. Um, so they're not adverse to putting somebody out there and certainly not in practice. So I do think it says something about tart. Uh, he's a bandaid. He's an insurance policy. And if one of these young players jumps up and wins that job, we were talking about it, you know, could Anthony Harris or, or Tart be cut if Kayvon Wallace, you know, won the starting job, which isn't going to happen. But, um, and I said, it's a possibility. Well, now everybody's starting to realize there's no guarantee at all. Jaquaski Tart is going to be on this team. Marcus Epps is going to be on this team. Anthony Harris is going to be on this team. Um, other than that, at safety, you know, it might be saturated because of the special teams ability. It might be Kayvon Wallace because of the pedigree and the draft pick and all that. It might be Tart because he starts to catch on and they feel more comfortable with him. Or it might be Josiah Scott. So um, it, it's that backup safety position is getting a little bit more interesting. Um, you've certainly put Harris ahead of Tart in the pecking order as of right now. 
they got very similar contracts. As a matter of fact, I remember a little bit of a lag about a week before we find out, found out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Exactly what Kwaski Tart's contract was. And oh, by the way, I'll apologize to him ahead of time. I've been known to botch names. Every once in a while, I say Alex Bohm on the air. And man, do I get crushed. <laughs> I know it's Alex. I just said Alex. I, I apologize. And it looks like Jaquiski Tart to me, but Johnny Mac tells me it's Jaquiski Tart. So I'll apologize to him in advance if I uh, butcher his name from time to time. I'll try not to. Um, but he might get butchered as in cut from the Eagles, as Johnny Mac is saying. Has Anthony Harris been that much better than him just because he's been part of the system for a year? They basically copped the two up when they gave him uh, almost identical contracts this offseason. Harris got his a lot sooner than Tart did, but um, what makes you say that Tart right now is as close to the cutting room floor as he is to actually getting meaningful reps for the Eagles as compared to Harris, who you're saying is probably in the starting lineup. Well, I mean, Harris has taken every first team rep when he's healthy. Um, you know, he was ramping up from COVID. They had Kayvon Wallace when he wasn't in team drills, but every, every day when he's been in team drills, he's taken every single first team rep. So, um, and the other guys on the third team. So, uh, I mean, that, Obviously, he has a history of Jonathan Gannon as well. He's been here longer. Um, he was once uh, a very good player. I think people forget that. He was actually at the height of his career. He was actually the better player uh, when measured against uh, Joukowsky Tart, um, former NFL interception leader. You know, he once got the franchise tag. He's in the Pro Bowl. Um, he was a good player. Now, he's not that player now. But the Eagles trust him. And look, it was a surprise to me that they they picked Anthony Harris over Rodney McLeod. I thought Rodney's history in Philadelphia's importance of the community would give him the advantage. No, they like Anthony Harris. And the fact that they got him at a cheap uh, price tag is a, a little bit better. But, yeah, I mean, when you see one guy take every single first-team rep and the other guy's getting knocked from the second team to the third team, 
for a backup slot corner, that's a concern for me. Now, it, that 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 probably is more of, all right, we want to see Scott. We want to see what Scott can do in this particular position. But, I mean, if you're, if you're Joukowsky Tart, you should, you know, you should say, oh, this might be a little bit tougher than I thought when I was coming in here. He's got his work cut out for him just to make the Eagle roster. And, oh, by the way, and I forget who it is. I apologize. Um, we have our streamers who comment on the show day in and day out, and they do a nice job. Um, they converse with each other more than they converse with us, which is perfectly fine because you and I are going to bat it back and forth more than anything else. We had one streamer who didn't like the fact that I was surprised by the fact that they signed Jaquaski Tart ah. and said he <laughs> was the best Eagle safety by far. <laughs> When they signed Tart, he became the best Eagle safety. And neither you nor I agreed with that because uh, we knew how much the Eagles had warmed to Marcus Epps as their uh, number one safety. But uh, Yeah, I'm not going to get my apology. I don't know. I never yeah. get apologies, Jerry. Keep, keep checking on this. I, I, I should have written it down or mentally noted it uh, because uh, he wasn't happy with us with, that we weren't given – uh, or hey, Jaquaski maybe the Tart. Eagles are misevaluating everything, but right now he is, uh, as of yesterday, he is fifth on the depth chart at safety. Um, so, and the thing know. for me was for the amount of uh money that he got paid by the Eagles, <clears throat> he was the starter for San Francisco, and they had gone to the championship game two out of the last three years, and they weren't even willing to come up with what the Eagles put on the table, which wasn't a whole hell of a lot, that tells me San Francisco had moved on from him. And a very good defense said, no, we need to be improved here and we need to be better than Mr. Tart. That that wasn't a good sign. And so far in camp, it hasn't uh, been shown to be anything but that. But we shall see. Still a lot of time left in camp before we get to the uh, Friday opener against the Jets, which John McMullen Will Jalen Hurts take a rep in? No. Not one. No, not None. one. Zero. No. Zilch. That Nada. Would be my, he didn't last year, so why would he this year? Last year he was completely unproven. I mean, completely unproven. And he, he started four games at the end of his rookie year after Carson Wentz went off the rails. Uh, he didn't perform that well. You know, he completed 52.5% of his passes. We're all saying, you know, guy needs some reps, and they were treating him like an entrenched starter. Um, last year, all right, he proved he's a good quarterback. He proved he's a good player. Uh, Pro Bowl alternate took the team to the playoffs. So if they didn't play him last year, why the heck would they play him this year? That's uh, That's my thought process on that. I guess Jalen Hurts could go in and lobby and say, I want to play a series. I guess that could happen. Um, but I, I I, mean, if they didn't play him last year, why are they going to play him this year? All right. So uh, I kind of agree with you, by the way. Um, will any guys that we believe should be the Eagles starters week one in Detroit, um, 30 de 37 days from now, um, Will any of them be in – will they play at all? Or will all 11 guys – and do you need me to run through them all? If you, if you do, I could 
tell you. No, I, 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 I think you, I, and all of our uh, streamers know exactly the 11 that I'm talking about. Maybe there's one debate. Uh, for me, there really isn't. Will any of them be in the lineup week one against the Jets when the preseason gets underway next week? Some guys got to play. A lot depends on injuries, like the receivers. If all the receivers, if Pascal's out, if, if Smith is out, if you're not going to play AJ, obviously, uh, you know, you're not going to consider, you know, maybe Quez has to play Quez. just from a. Is Quez the one? Yeah. You know, Is he maybe. the only one who actually gets into the game? Maybe. Um, and again, that would be more dependent on how many bodies they have. Um, uh, I think it's how many bodies they have at the particular time is the bigger issue. At certain points, somebody's going to have to play in the preseason. Right. I guess we're going to have to go through this one by one. A.J. Brown, is he playing? No. Devontae Smith, is he playing? No. Dallas Especially. Goddard, is he playing? No. Are any of the five starting offensive linemen in? Yes, I'm putting um, that uh, right guard, uh, Isaac, Isaac. Samalo. No, because they they wouldn't want to mess with Isaac's health, even if maybe Landon because he's a young player. But I don't think they want to mess with that either. Uh, Boy, his I, health. Oh, um, for five on the offensive line, uh, Miles. No, and no. Jalen. You know they have no running backs though. Somebody's got to. You're going to see a lot of Kennedy Brooks and. Oh, Jason Kennedy Huffman. Brooks is getting at least double digit no. carries against the Jets. Yeah, double digits. Jason Huntley's chance to shine, Kennedy Brooks's chance to sign. Yeah, you're not you're not going to see Miles. Jordan Davis, you might see on the. I mean, he's a rookie. Um, you might throw him out there. Right, but the uh, one the one offensive player that we're agreeing may actually get a chance to play, probably starting and getting the hell off the field is Quez. Other than that. 10 out of 11 will not see the field week one against the Jets in preseason. That would be my guess. Unless the Eagles completely ship their philosophy, man, I don't see that happening. So, yeah, I mean, they're not going to play those guys. Yeah. Now, will they treat defense the same way? I'll give you a flip side guy. Um, Edwards has played phenomenally in camp so far. Johnny Mack's favorite player, most underrated player on the Philadelphia Eagles has looked great all camp long. Does he not get in the game? Do they protect him week one? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, he's he's that guy that might take a series. Um, you know, and a lot of it um, might be just a test to help, you know, different things like communication and things like that. I could see him playing a series, but not much more than that. Um, just for more logistical matters than anything else because he's going to be the green dot most likely um is he going to get it well you know it's interesting that's another one i meant to bring that up with martin so three players have sort of called the defensive signals in camp tj uh, when tj's off kaiser white number two and then nicobe with the second it's been a linebacker no matter no matter what yeah so I think, you know, they're leaning towards TJ. Um, but again, that depends on on pass coverage. Can he hold up? Um, that's always been the knock against him. He's been tremendous at it in camp. He's very instinctive. Uh, but we know how the NFL reacts. So, yeah, he's an interesting one. I could see him playing a series uh, just to test some things out. 
And uh, if you tell me it's definitely going to be a linebacker that's going to be wearing the dots, usually it's a linebacker and or a safety. Uh, you and I have both been on the Marcus Epps bandwagon uh, since basically last season ended and uh, correctly predicted he's going to be a starting safety for the Eagles. So I know the season hasn't started yet, but we're looking ahead and uh, he has been running with the first team all uh, preseason long. Uh, all the practice that they had. So I think that uh, given now that he's going to start, uh, I would have been surprised if he was uh, able to make that big a leap from a backup position into the guy who wears the green dot. Do you think that is still potentially in the mix if they don't go linebacker because they're going to be moving linebackers in and out? And I know Nicobe uh, Dean hasn't earned his reps yet. Uh, Davion Taylor has flashed more in camp than he has, but the Eagles will probably rotate uh, a bunch of guys at linebacker. I think Edwards is going to be on the field 90% of the time, but maybe not a hundred safety. You can get somebody who's out there basically every single snap. Does that uh, give uh, Marcus Epps any chance to be the guy with the dot on his helmet? I mean, I would lean towards Anthony Harris more than Marcus, um, but um I, I don't think the Eagles are going to go that route uh, with safety. Um, you know, and I don't think it's as important as people make it out to be. You know, you're just relaying signals. But, um, you know, Anthony's in charge sort of of that defensive backfield, getting everybody lined up anyway. So I would think he would be um, – and he's going to be an every-down player as well you know, barring injury. So, um, you know, as a veteran, he would, he would be ahead, but I do think they're going to go with one of the linebackers. And to me, it comes down to TJ or Kaiser. Um, that's who it's going to be. Well, you know, nice. Kaiser is going to be out there a hundred percent of the time because of pass coverage ability and, and they take TJ off occasionally. Maybe they lean towards Kaiser, but when they're on the field together, and they take first team reps together. TJ's doing it, so it it it's something to watch. Sounds like he's the leader in the clubhouse. All right, uh, Johnny Mac, former New New Jersey Attorney General Peter C. Harvey <laughs> is going to decide the fate of one Deshaun Jackson. What a um, what a great state! What a gr- well run state. Who who better to do it? Exactly. I live here so I can. I'm a happy Jersey resident. Um, I'll actually tell you that I'm surprised. Uh, I I, maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe shame on me. I thought that Roger Goodell was just going to come out with the announcement and that was going to be it. Now he wants no part of it, Jody. He wants no part of it. He wants his name out of it. Um, he instead is putting a designee in (laughs) designee in position to make that decision. I think we all know that. This individual has worked with the NFL before, been on NFL uh, committees and the like. He's going to come out damn close to exactly what Roger Goodell and the owners want as far as the punishment goes to Deshaun Watson. Does this beard-like naming of the former general uh, attorney general of, the, of New Jersey do anything for save, saving Roger Goodell any critique for? No, absolutely not. In fact, they think of him more as uh, hiding behind the figurehead. Uh, so it makes him look worse. This league, I've, I've, I've told you this a bunch of times, when it comes to personal conduct, is a freaking disaster. You know, 
I they they have this mentality that they can control the uh, public quarter public opinion. You can't. You, 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 the NFL's got to get to that default setting. I got an email from a from a lawyer yesterday when the NFL did this. Take a take a look at this angle. They're pitching, Jody. Um, Sue Robinson had been a federal judge for or judge and federal judge for 25 years um she's a woman obviously um <laughs> there's always a boy named sue but if she is a woman i'll take your word yeah, for it she is a woman um and she made her decision in a sexual misconduct uh, uh case uh with allegations um and they say that's not good enough and uh they appoint, as you mentioned, uh, the former attorney general of New Jersey uh, to, and this is the email, this is not me, to mansplain uh, a sexual misconduct allegations that a 25-year-old, 25-year uh, experienced judge already made a decision on that's a woman. That You get my point, Jody? I you do. can't control these people you, you you they're trying to control these people they had this system set up this is what i was saying on the show they had this system set up to just lean on it and say you know what we don't agree with it but this is a this is the independent system and they could have used it jody they could have they were right there then you take the week you take the 10 days of of hits and it all goes away and everything could move forward, but they can't do it. They can't help themselves. They cannot help themselves. And here they are again, and they're in this situation and Hey, the, it's been this way for years. It is an absolute cluster. You know what, when it comes to personal conduct in this league, here's my two quick takes. And then we got, uh, I see Mikey, uh, Mikey miss in the green room. Looking forward to talking to him next. Um, number one, if you don't think six game was enough and you're the commissioner and you're listening to your owners, you, you have to, you have to use the hammer that you got. You built in having the hammer. If you believe that judge Robinson for whatever reasons, no matter what her or his or anybody else's gender is, if you think that the punishment is too light, you have to react, which is what Roger Goodell did. Um, and yeah, I don't, I'm in agreement with you passing the buck is weak. Just come out and get it done, Raj. If you're going to big ha big time Sue Robinson, then be a man and step up and go, yeah, we're deciding to put someone else in place that he's already got a relationship with that's going to take the net. That was weak. But I don't disagree that the punishment should have been more. I, 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 I'm mansplaining here if I have to. I just think he deserved more than six games. So if I'm Roger no, Goodell that's representing fine. the owners, then I got to do what I got to do. By the way, I'm not giving credence to that push. My only point is you can't control all these machinations, Jody. So the league you know, has to ignore it. Just like I say with Jalen Rager. Ignore the social media. Drop the damn phone. Forget about it. And just move forward. And that is the easiest way to handle these types of things. So coming up saying. next, one of the uh co-hosts on the Eagles post game show on the Jacob Media YouTube channel this year. You know him, you love him. Mike Missinelli's gonna join us next here on Birds 365. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Guys, here on Birds 365, appreciate you jumping aboard with us as we do our next guest. Let's see, started in print, went to radio, television, now he'll be streaming his life away with us here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Oh, you've only been listening to him for some way, shape, or form for 30 years. Mike Missinelli comes aboard with us here on Birds 365. It looks like uh, the summer's treating you okay, Missinelli. You got a nice fan working there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's the Italian side. I go out in the sun and I get yeah. tan, fortunately. Yeah. But how you doing, Jody? How you doing, John? You uh, doing doing well, Mike. You could see, yeah, the Irish in my side. You could see I step outside. <laughs> yeah, and you're talking side, to yeah. two white Irishmen there. Yeah, yes, Mike. Exactly. It doesn't take much to out-tan us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of recovering. Jody, you're going to love this story. I don't know. Are you still, still playing basketball occasionally? A little bit, but not a lot. All right, so I hadn't played for a really long time. And uh, – this friend of mine who uh, has done some handiwork convinced me to come out and play in this uh, four-on-four thing. This guy purchased an old small church and he turned it into a small basketball court. So uh, I said, okay, that's the greatest workout ever, as you know. So uh, I started to play. I started to get involved. And the third time I played, I tore a tendon off my oh. foot, oh. Which, oh. which retracted towards my ankle and I, mm. I, so I'm still recovering from this uh, serious foot surgery where I have a cadaver tendon 
that oh, had to be reconnected oh, to Floyd. It, it was a mess. So oh. that, that was a message to me that I'm too old to play basketball. It, it means uh, keep working on the tan. Uh, you'll <laughs> yes. be any Jake to get the good tan. And we yeah, I have, yeah. have nothing else to do. I had a boot on my leg for nine weeks. Yeah. So where are you mobility-wise now, Mike? I, I, would the I, Eagles I shut you down for about to, eight months? I'm, well, I'm walking around without the boot now, and I have a, a small brace on that I can wear with a sneaker or a golf shoe. So I have been uh, – I've played golf a couple of times. Uh, I'm getting back to it uh, – a little at a time, but, uh, uh, you know, I, it, it's not, it's not right yet. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, it wasn't something I expected, but you just have to live through these kind of things. Even with the bum wheel, you know, he's going to be able to give you Eagle opinions of plenty and we'll do so. Yeah. That has nothing Eagles. to do with my mouth, <laughs> by the way, the, the, the foot. Uh, well understood. All right, uh, Mike. And uh, we got weeks before the season actually gets underway, but then it will. And Jalen Hurts will be the quarterback of the Eagles, and he is the most debated individual sports person in town right now as to how good he's going to be. Will he be the Eagles quarterback going forward? What do you need to see out of Jalen Hurts week one? You know, I, I just need to see a little more pocket poise, the, the ability to stand in there instead of getting his brain to tell him to break out of there. Now, that's beneficial because he does get some really key first downs when he does that, but I just kind of need them to complete some passes. The Eagles have gotten away with running the football and they did it with kind of a simple formula. And I think it was aided by the, the schedule a little bit last year, uh, but it's passing league. I mean, let's face it. He's going to have to be better at, at that. His numbers weren't good. His rankings weren't good. Uh, so they've kind of given him uh, a, a better uh, platform to, to do that. And we'll see if it happens. I, I guess the, the reports early on uh, aren't that great. So uh I don't know. No. I, this is a wait and see for me. I'm like right in the middle with Jalen Hurts. I, I don't dislike him, but he hasn't done enough to convince me that I'm you know, comfortable with him uh, leading this team to great heights. My bigger picture with Jalen Hurts, you, you know this organization, Jeffrey Lurie believes, and as you said, this is a passing league, and he wants to have in a high-octane passing offense. But there are other ways to win, and, you know, most recently the San Francisco 49ers probably point that out. They got to a Super Bowl. They probably should have won that Super Bowl. Uh, they kind of uh, uh, lost it late. They nearly got back to another Super Bowl, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. They have a smaller margin of error, but they managed to get to where they got with that smaller margin of error. Are the Eagles doing a disservice to Jalen Hurts? by saying, go become a pocket passer instead of building around him like the Baltimore Ravens do with Lamar Jackson. In other words, you know, fine, go get the pocket passer if you can get the pocket passer, but when you have the unique skill set, build around the unique skill set. You know, it's, it, it's a good point. I, I, I don't – first of all, I think that teams that win the way the 49ers won are more the exception than the rule. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it can work. I, I get it. Uh, I, but I didn't think the Eagles asked them to be a pocket passer last year. I think they asked them at first and then they realized that that wasn't going to work. It wasn't the best thing they do. So they went in another direction. Now, whether they're going to evolve, I, I, you know, Frank Sirianni is our Nick Sirianni is is a, a, a passing coach. And, and I, I think that he wants to see Jalen Hurts be that kind of guy. So I don't think they're going to follow the same script. I think getting A.J. Brown is an indication that they, they want to be more diversified throwing the football. So 
we'll see what happens. Mike, I want to get your opinion on another guy who's going to get a lot of attention this year from Eagle fans. And I want to see if that attention is going to rise to the level of former standouts on their side of the ball. I'm talking about Jordan Davis on the defensive line with the Eagles. The Eagle beloved defensive lineman, and you've been around and following this team for long enough, that you know what Reggie White meant to the Eagle defense and Eagle fans. And Jeremiah Trotter and Brian Dawkins, all-time great, all-time most popular Eagle defensive guys, put up plays that you could record as stats sacks, big-time hits, interceptions, and the like. Jordan Davis isn't going to be a stack guy, but he's got a chance to be a dominant guy. Will the Eagle fans acknowledge what Jordan Davis does, even if it doesn't add up as far as tackles or sacks or hits that you're going to see on ESPN for three weeks thereafter? They went up to get him in the first round. They think he's going to be a dynamite player. Will Eagle fans understand the kind of contribution that Jordan Davis is going to make to the Eagles. Yeah, I think they will. I think Eagle fans are pretty smart to, to see a, a guy play at a certain level, whatever. You know, even if he's not getting to the passer, whether he can block things down uh, in there. And I, and I think he's going to do that. I think the rotation – listen, they they really did a good job improving positions that they needed to improve on defense. And the only question now is whether Jonathan Gannon is going to be able to utilize him. I mean, I, I don't know from Jonathan Gannon either. He's like – in the Hertz category, I have to see a little more on how he's going to utilize these guys. Now that he's got better talent, there are a lot of people that are down on him. Uh, so, uh, listen, he, he's got a, a pretty good linebacker core. Now he, he's very versatile in that position that was lacking uh, a lot. Uh, I, I, he's got rotation players on the defensive end. Um, but Hassan Reddick's going to make a big difference there. However, they choose to play him. So uh, I think it's more Gannon, and Jordan Davis will find his way. I mean, he's he's a good player, and he's going to suffer rookie mistakes, obviously. But I think Eagle fans will realize that if you have a stout guy in the middle who can stop people or or block block offensive linemen and keep them in a position, uh, they'll like it. They'll like that. He doesn't have to be Jerome Brown, uh, but uh, you know he could be somebody <laughs> that they latch on to. Mike, uh, this team you mentioned has done how he had a good offseason. I mean, you got to give him credit for filling the obvious needs on this particular team. On paper, I would say from two to 53, they look pretty good. You don't know about the quarterback, but they look pretty good when you compare them to the rest of the league uh, from a roster standpoint. So take Jalen Hurts out of the conversation for a minute. What what would be your biggest concern about this team outside of, of the obvious and, and whether they can take that next step as that passing offense? I, I keep going. I, I, I can't take Jalen Hurts out of the equation because <laughs> to me, he's, he's, he's the whole thing. It, it's almost like saying like, how good are the Sixers going to be? So are they, so, well, look, then I'll, I'll, I'll go this way with you. Are they a legitimate Super Bowl contender if Jalen Hurts can be a, a a top 10 quarterback in this league? I think they're a little short of that, uh, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I, I think they can be a legit playoff team. I'm not sure I'm willing to commit to, that they're good enough to win the Super Bowl. There's a lot of moving parts. A lot of new players have to really get adjusted. Uh, I, I, I don't see teams that throw a bunch of good new, new players in there and, and blend right away. But I, listen, they, their cornerbacks were, were shaky, and, and they got Bradbury, who's 
I thought a tremendous asset. They, they've got one weak safety position, depending on how he's going to use his linebackers. Uh, I think they can cover these linebackers that he's got out there. So I think that's going to help. Um, there are two formulas here. Either their defense is going to be good enough to get away with Jalen Hurts just playing like an average quarterback, or uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have to take a step up. And I don't, I don't know where to go yet until, until I see them. And, you know, and another factor is is Miles Sanders. Like, you know, he's a Penn State guy. He's a man after my own heart. But like Miles Sanders, I think, thinks he's a lot better than he really is, and it bothers me. Yeah. Uh, he, he hasn't been a guy that you can rely on to catch the ball out of the backfield. He seems to be wounded when people don't think he's a great player. Um, you know, to me, he's a kid as well. He, he's got to deliver for them, but he's got to catch the ball out of the backfield, which will, will help Jalen Hurts a lot. And, and I don't know if he has that. You beat me to my question. I was going to say the unabashed Penn State fan Mike is not afraid to call the players out. He always backs the university, but if the players don't live up to reputations, he's not afraid to put them on blast if necessary. And yeah, Miles a little whiny this preseason, running with the second team reps, got annoyed, got bent out of shape. I mentioned this uh, with John and Martin Frank when we had him on earlier. They don't ever use them down by the goal line. They didn't no. last year. They're not using them in practice this year. He's playing for a contract this year, and he's not going to get any touchdowns again. Two years running with no touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. The ball this year. It, it's a great point. Uh, if he's not reliable enough in those kind of situations, then, then, then what really is? He reminds me a lot of Brooks Kepka in that, like, Brooks Kepka is always whining about not getting respect. And, and it, like, like he's like he's a good golfer, but he's not Jack Nicholas. And, and, and Miles Sanders talks about himself like he's Barry Sanders sometimes. So uh, I don't know. I, uh, he's a key for me as well. Now they've got a decent rotation uh, at running back, but if you can't use your main guy in certain situations, or you're afraid to to throw the football to him on on third down. Well, yeah, four, I mean, well, Mike, think about this. So. Miles is the lead back. Nick Sirianni went out of his way to say that. He had his kids up there with him yesterday and said, you know, his one son, he, he was asked to compare his children to players. And he compared his one son to Miles Sanders. Then it was TJ Edwards. Then it was Darius Slay for his daughter because she's got the big personality. And I said, well, those players are should be comfortable. But I think about Miles Sanders. You know, people always say what you just said. He's got to catch the ball better. Well, Kenny Gainwell's the third down back. Kenny Gainwell's the hurry up back. Kenny Gainwell is the goal line back, which I don't agree with even a little bit. Where the heck is Miles Sanders going to catch the ball? In the situations you want the running back to catch the football, they're projecting Kenny Gainwell to be on the field. Well, that means they've bailed out on Miles Sanders, which is unfortunate. But, uh, you know, but he doesn't seem to understand that like he doesn't understand that he has to improve that part of his game uh, and maybe they wouldn't do that so um you know i uh, i guess they could be successful doing it that way well, i would like my lead back to be like a westbrook like to be a, a, a versatile guy that you wouldn't have to worry about with rotations and such so um to me it's a key and you know the thing about jalen hurts i i mean I, I i'm probably the only one that's ever made this observation he almost appears too serious for me <laughs> like he's so stoic and he's so he within he himself. Is. Like I, I would just like to see him loosen up a little bit and maybe 
that would somehow give him more daring when he's out there to make that that third seven zip completion. But he's so you know he's so serious. <laughs> I don't know. He Maybe that's not a factor. He, he 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 dances at practice. He's not serious. He's serious in front of us. So in press yeah. conference, he's just a he's a flat line, just straight flat line. But he has fun in practice with the guys. He's dancing. Well, I just see him have fun him. in a game where he has that kind of dancing attitude and go, you know what? That third and seven, that's not that hard of a throw. Boom, do it. But he seems just so in within himself. Interesting. Mike Missinelli here with us on Birds 365. All right, Mikey. Um, you were writing about the team when Buddy Ryan was the coach. You and I were on WIP when Richie Kotite was the coach. Ooh. And every coach thereafter. We're now up to Nick Sirianni, and we've had different type of personalities, different strong suits, different weaknesses and the like. What do you think Nick Sirianni will be as the Eagles coach over the next two, three, four, five, six, ten? If you think he's got a little Andy Reid in him, what kind of uh, future are we looking at as Nick Sirianni? Uh, you know, it's coach it's funny because like a lot of people, uh, I you know was kind of blown away that they had hired a guy who had that kind of a Harry high school flair to him. And, uh, but the, you know, the longer the season went on, I should, he showed an ability to adapt and, and do what was necessary. Uh, and I thought his players played for him. I, I think he can get too carried away with the wearing the t-shirts of the players and you know, doing all that. But, and that works as long as you're successful. The key is if it's not successful, what the players roll their eyes but so far, I'm okay with him. Like, I can't criticize him. I think right now uh, I'm more optimistic about him as a good coach than not. But, again, this is like work in progress, Jody. You know, there's a lot of guys that haven't convinced me yet. It's it's Hurts. It's it's uh, Jonathan Gannon. And in a large extent, it's it's uh, Nick Sirianni, too. So I think this year will be really a good year to find out a lot about a lot of people. Um, kind of the stuff you mentioned, Mike. I called Nick the pander in chief, you know, with the t-shirts and the Phillies gear and the Sixers gear. And I, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's over and over the top. You think there's a shelf life to that? I mean, I, I there also is. agree with that. I, I think when you, you lose, when you lose the race, you, you know that, yeah. right? You see it when, yeah. when you start losing these guys uh, going, oh, the, you know, the, this happy horse bleep, you know, uh, and, and they start rolling their eyes because all that players want is the plan that wins. And if you have a plan that wins, uh, you can wear Mickey Mouse T-shirts. You yeah. know, it, does, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, the adjustment part, I thought, was really, really impressive, uh, shifting gears in season, because a lot of coaches don't do that. They they pound the Yeah, and in, in the face, home. by the way, of management. Yeah. Because you, know, you know that management didn't want them to go that way. Yeah. Now, there are some other troubling things. Like if I told you the Eagles were 32nd in the NFL using motion, and this guy was supposed to be the young, innovative head coach, what does that tell you? It tells me he really didn't have a lot of faith in his quarterback. I, I, I think they, they look at Hurts and say, okay, here's the way we have to play with him. Let's not get, get it overcomplicated. You're right. The, the, uh, every team that the Eagles played seemed to play with more motion. And the Eagles did. Uh, it, it was very, very basic the way they attacked on offense. And I just thought that he didn't have faith enough in his team to do a lot of those things because he had shifted from trying to do that to this. 
So I, I think I'm hoping that you, you see more of that uh, this year with his offensive attack. Now he's not calling plays this year, so I don't know if that'll make a difference. All right. If we're giving Nick Sirianni credit for in flying in the face of probably what management wanted and going to a running established game last year and watching it work and make the playoffs, how much gravitas has Sirianni built up? Because we are about 25 days away from them having to cut this roster down. Uh, the draft picks, how he brought in, the free agents that Nick Sirianni may have had a hand in on, Mr. Food Poisoning himself, Zach Pascal finally made it out onto the field yesterday. Um, how he's got control of the roster, but he does from time to time uh, give some of that up. How much collaborative effort do you think is going to go into cutting this 53-man roster down? How much say does Sirianni have? Um. Yeah, you know, it's a really good question. I I, uh, I I watched Jeffrey Lurie a lot in the box last year, and it was like, yeah, they were winning, but he, uh, like I I I could see like some wheels turning in his head. They're not winning the way I want them to win, so uh, I don't think they're gonna uh, back on. I don't think they've given Sirianni gravitas to say, all right, just be a running football team. Uh, I, I think they hired him under the the notion that this would be a pass heavy attack. And uh, they better get there. And one year was fine, but uh, let's progress. Because you know, maybe they've been on the record you know, loudly about what they want to do uh, as a passing offense. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I don't think that I don't think that he's won them over in one year. I think they hired a guy who they knew that they could kind of mold the way they wanted to play football. That's how they got yeah. the job. I, I was stunned that he got the job. With, the, with that kind of personality and that kind of, I, I can imagine the interview process. And, the, and they must have looked at him like, this is a guy who will play along. So I think that's what's going to have to happen. But to a certain degree, I don't think he did play along last season, as you mentioned, by shifting Yeah, because it was an like, emergency. Yeah. Okay. So when he gets in season, he, he basically, I give him credit for it. Then he's going to do what he has to do to win a football game, which I think is the way mm -hmm. to go about it. You know, it's interesting to me, you mentioned the play calling. He didn't last a, a half season with the play as the play caller. He was brought in as the play caller. I'm mm -hmm. Jody knows I'm a big fan of CEO coaches. I think it makes more sense than guys who are sort of supercharged offensive coordinators or supercharged defensive coordinators. I looked at that as a positive. Did the Eagles look at that as a positive? As a CEO coach who, who said, you know what? This is too much. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to, to hand the play calling off to Shane Steichen. I'm going to oversee the whole thing. Do you think that's a positive in Jeffrey Lurie's mind or a negative? I, li I like it like both of you guys. I, yeah, I don't I don't really like the, the offensive coordinator, uh, head coach type of thing, but – you know, Andy Reid was their template. So I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I think that, that maybe it was suggested to Nick that he maybe should step away. He was a young coach. I thought that maybe that was, they thought that was too much on his plate. And they suggested, hey, well, let's try it this way. You brought this guy in. You have faith in him. I want you to oversee the whole thing because you're that type of coach. You're an overseer of everything. Like some head coaches are an overseer of defense or special teams or whatever. I, I think that guy's communication skills can translate that way better than having his face buried 
in a play chart all game. Mike, I know everybody at Jacob Media is psyched to have you part of the team and be on the Eagle post game show on Sunday with a pretty damn good crew. What are you most looking forward to? I, I'm really psyched to do it. You know, it, it, it kind of came. We lose, Mike. You lose. I got nowhere. I got and, um, right. be involved. I go, wow, that, that seems like an issue because we're all different. And uh, I think this is the first time, Jody, where I uh, don't have to pontificate uh, because I, I could just kind of play moderator. I've got uh, a guy who's very familiar with the inner workings of the organization, D Gun, and I got the opinionated guy over here. And I could just say two words to Seth and, and just 15 minutes <laughs> it goes on. In fact, we, we did a, uh, a press conference to introduce the show at 6ABC Studios. And uh, I, I, I found a way to get to Seth like right away. Um, <laughs> he, he made, he made a, uh, a statement about the Eagles defense really uh, not, not having any leaders at all. And so, first of all, the first name that came to my mind was Fletcher Cox. So, all I did to, to I turned to him and I said, Fletcher Cox, and he went off for fifteen minutes. About, about That's Fletcher sad. Cox, why, why he's not the best leader possible. So I go, ah, I have found the formula. There it is. I'll just tweak him and let him go. So it's going to be right. fun. Uh, at Mike Miss twenty five, follow Mike on Twitter, MikeMiss.com, if you want to see what he's up to. Uh, you said you don't have to pontificate with Seth and D-Gun, but I'm going to get you to pontificate one last thing here. That's Deshaun Watson, the NFL, how this situation has unfurled. Sue Robinson coming down with her decision, the NFL stepping in. It, it, this league is a mess to me on personal conduct issues. It always has been. They had a, they, they created this system to take the sort of fulcrum off them and they got right back in it and, and made it a bigger problem. Is that your take or do you see it a different way? Yeah. Well, it's a bigger problem only in that. I think that this, now this arbitrator is uh, really under pressure to increase the, uh, the suspension, which I, I heartily agree with. I think he should be suspended for, for the whole year. He probably won't be, but this guy, I think will bump it up. Uh, a little bit, you know, uh, Judge Robinson's ruling, um, when I looked at it uh, illegally, that that she, her her difference was there wasn't any violence involved. I thought it was a really flimsy rationale to justify a six-game suspension. Uh, so I, I really thought it was a faulty ruling, and I think that's really where the focus is going to be when this guy uh, gets in an arbitration. He knows that the NFL wants him to bump it up. Mm -hmm. So, I, like, he, I, he's not... I don't think he's going to just say, no, I affirm the six games. I think we're going to see more activity with it. And then, of course, we're going to get player association backlash and all that because they're forced to unbelievably defend the Sean Watson. So, yeah, you're right. It's not it's it's not over. It's not. You know what? Twelve games. That's what I think. I think he's going to double it. Yeah, I'd, I'd sign on with 12. The NFL seems to be pushing for a full year, but if they move it up to 12, it might be a decent compromise position. I'm with you on that, Mike. Um, Mike and I work together at two different radio stations, but one thing that Mike never shared with me, and it did more so new after I had left our uh, last station working together, was 
general knowledge Wednesday. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell you, Mike, if I'm in the car and you're doing it, I play along every single time. I either get ticked off because I get it wrong or it's too easy a question. Where the hell did he come up with that? You, you got me. You sucked me in on general knowledge Wednesday. Uh, you know, did you come up with those it, questions or did you have a helping hand? Uh, no, I get the question. I had a secret website okay. that uh, I didn't give any, <laughs> that I kept a secret. And um, I, I tapped into that uh, every week. And then I added some of my own. Like I would find board games or, or I would find a sports book or whatever. I would uh, like a, a food and wine book. And I would just mix in my own stuff. And uh, yeah, and, and everybody played along. Right? That was the key. It, 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 it the, the audience play not, not the caller, but the audience also playing along. Oh, I you sucked me the, in. Oh, was yeah. The, was the hook for you the got show. me. Was, but how many times did you say, How stupid is that guy? He comes oh, yeah. That guy. <laughs> oh, all the time. On a regular basis. That's why I wanted to know how much time and effort did you put in? If you had a good website you could lean on, that makes I, sense. Yeah, I had a website, but I also had other stuff that I would like. I try to do four categories um, uh, a show just to keep it diverse. And so I, I would have papers here and, and a pile here and then a website here on, the, on my computer and things like that just to make it diverse. And I always try to make it not difficult, like not as difficult, like, you know, brain surgery type questions, like modern culture questions, easy history questions or whatever it was, because I wanted everybody to get it. It's not fun if nobody's getting a right answer. And, but nobody was. So we, we had to put it over, <laughs> under. Put it over under every week. Uh, and if you if you want to wind uh, set joiner up, hit him with a tough general knowledge question. Oh, uh, I be, think I'll, I'll he'll make be that picked. He may, he may hit you with a forearm shiver yeah. if you go there, but yeah. it, it'll make for great streaming. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I told D Gun. I said, listen, uh, you know, if you see that fire in his eye, step in because I, I, <laughs> I don't want to get clocked on the air here. Uh, keep uh, keep uh, Devin on the outskirts. That would be pretty smart. Uh, yes. I would think. Uh, Mike, great stuff. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, if you'd be so kind, we will ask you to jump on from time to time during the year so that after uh, you get to play moderator on Sunday, <laughs> we'll get you more involved and get your opinions wholeheartedly uh, during the season as it plays out. Uh, if you uh, are willing to, we'd love to have you on play. Yeah, that's no problem, Jody. Good to see you. Good to see you, John. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Our pleasure. Mike, Mike Vicinelli, who will be part of the Eagle pregame show right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel with D-Gun, uh, Seth Joyner, and Devin Caney. Yeah, she needs to, like, sit to the side because these guys may get a little heated during the year. She'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, you are going to want to be here every single Sunday. It's a solid plan. Just let Seth go. Solid plan. <laughs> when in doubt, wind him up and let him rip. All right, uh, we've been wound up for an hour and 50 minutes, which means we've still got 10 minutes left. Come on back as we put a bow on the show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Appreciate you streaming in with us here on Mac and Mac on Birds 365. We thank Mikey Miss for jumping in. Martin Frank in hour number one as well. Uh, both guests uh, gave us some extra added insight today. and We thank them for that. And I love the fact that I was able to uh, get the invite in ahead of time on Mikey Miss. Always better to invite him back when you got him yeah. on there. Because you don't want him going, no, I'm never friggin' showing up with you two assholes again. No, so it's, <laughs> it's well done. It See, was, that's the uh, experience. Jim. Yes, uh, you put that request out early. Um, but one thing Mike said right there at the end when you rightfully asked him about Goodell, I was going to go there next. Um, so thank you for doing so. Um, they are presently at six games. Mike suggested if you go to 12, it's doubling the punishment. It's not the entire year. Good compromise position, which uh, I'm with him on that. So six, could it go to 12? Here's how I'm going to tie it back into this weekend. As of what was explained to me on the air on WIP on Sunday by Hall of Fame, soon to be inductee Dick Vermeil, the NFL Hall of Fame would like the inductees to have their speech go no more than six minutes. Wasn't it eight? Here's the deal. Dick from, this is what Dick told us. And uh, Glenn and I had him on, on Sunday. They, at the six-minute mark, will make a musical interlude. Academy They'll, Award. At the, like the Academy Awards. Yeah. But it's just going to be like a couple of notes to signify to the person, all right, you hit the six-minute mark, you got two minutes to go. They would prefer that you wrap it up at six, but they're going to give you all the way till eight. Once you get to eight, the volume of the music will be louder and continuous, and they will attempt to play 
the inductees off the stage. And they're going to be more aggressive with this than they've ever been before. Because we've had half an hour Hall of Fame speeches. Oh, yeah. I just we've go gone on longer, and on and on and on. Now, not, I got to believe we've even gone longer than that. There are guys who've been up there forever. Right. Maybe, right. maybe I'm... Maybe I don't think anyone's ever hit an hour, but I know there are several have gone over a half an hour. It's also going to be done during the day. They're moving it up. Usually they would hold it till the sun went down sometime evening into night. And oh, by the way, Dick is going last out of the eight inductees. So by the time he gets up there, maybe when is the time that they usually start. Um, but he was told he's going to go last. He's looking forward to it and the like. But Dick's Dick, and Dick will get emotional at some point. That's a foregone yeah. conclusion. Yeah. He copped to it when he was out with us on Sunday. He said, yeah, you know I'm going to cry. Um, six is the number as of right now. You're supposed to finish at six. So I'm going to set the over and under number at 12. The music will be playing supposedly loudly if he gets all the way to 12 minutes, Johnny Mac. Under over Dick Vermeil wow. Hall of Fame acceptance speech See, I, at twelve thought, minutes. Which yeah. way are you going? That's a that's a good number, Jody. I'm going to give you credit. Um, boy, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under only because it's going to be so difficult to keep it going with the if if if, if the Hall of Fame is telling the truth and they are going to play at eight minutes and louder music. It's going to be tough to go four minutes on top of that in that environment. That's the only reason I'm going under. If 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 that were like we're we're doing that to scare the speaker, so to speak, wink wink, but they're not really doing it, then I go way over. But I'm 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 gonna take them at their word. And if they do that, he's gonna to have to cut it short before the 12 minute mark. The the good news is that uh you won't have to put your wager in until after a couple of guys have gone. And then you could judge how the NFL is actually yeah. holding true to the music is going to get louder and louder and louder. And then you can just basically uh, uh, hammer the winner. Uh, if they're not really doing it, go over. If they are doing it, go under. Good handicapping by you. Uh, all right, do me a favor. Jordy Mack, do me a favor. Uh, we, as best you know, what is the John McMullen schedule next week? How many days you practice? How many days you here with me? Do you know your entire schedule? We know Friday you'll be here because the Eagles are playing the Jets that night. Yeah, I um, believe. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. What's the McMullen schedule? I believe I will be here for the full show Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Thursday definitely. Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe they're practicing. So, um. I believe I'll be back here Monday. That's the only one I got to. Uh, I'm doing this by. Uh, <laughs> uh, off the top or, of your head? Yeah, off the top of my head. Uh, so I, I believe I'll, I'll obviously text you off the air. But so I they're believe. Practice. They're off today. They're going to practice Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah. That, that, that clears it up for me. So they're practicing. They're off today. Players day off. They're back at practice tomorrow. Sunday's Lincoln Financial Field at night. Oh, that's right. Sunday open practice. Yeah. Monday, uh, I'll be here. Tuesday practice at Novacare. Wednesday practice. Thursday, the day off before the game. Friday's the Walk game. through. So, all right. So uh, you're you're here Monday, Thursday, Friday next week. Cool.
We will work accordingly. We will get ready for the first Eagle game of the season. That all-important opening game. J-E-T-S. Nobody's playing. John and I both acknowledge uh, that the 11 offensive start. Maybe Quez. Maybe right? Quez. We said, maybe maybe Quez, Quez plays. The other 10 guys will not even see yeah. the field. Uh, maybe, but, I'll, maybe you'll see Kenny Gainwell if you consider him a star. No, no, we don't no, want to no, get Miles no, upset. No, no, my, you know, the coach came to Miles' yeah. defense the other day. Yeah. Well, Miles got a little uh, too heated about it. Coach said, no, 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 he's our starting running back. So, yeah. uh, as of now, Miles is there. He may never get the ball down by the goal line, but he is their number one. He is RB1, so to speak. Uh, J-Mac, good show today. Thank you, bud. Um, we will be back on Monday. You said Monday you're here, but Tuesday, Wednesday, you can probably be at practice. So uh, I'm I'm back here on Monday uh, at 8 o'clock. Are you? I will be here. All right, then. As in days, Mac and Mac back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.